Welcome to the Millionaire Mom Faith, Family, and Finances Podcast. I am your host, Lanika Scott, wife, mother of six beautiful girls, blessed grandmother, from stay-at-home mom to the millionaire mom, and I did it all God's way. If you want to grow in any of these areas, faith, family, or finances, you're definitely in the right place. Are you ready? Let's get going with today's podcast. Hello, 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 Lanika Scott, the millionaire ma, coming back before you with this powerful episode. And what sparked me to teach on this topic today was one of my coaching clients who recently joined my coaching program. And I'll share more about that coaching program toward the end of this broadcast. But she asked me, she said, Lanika, and I'm paraphrasing what her question was. She said, Lanika, can you or do you have in your coaching portal any modules to talk about like your, your debt freedom journey and some of the mindset that you had to uh, go through and endure and to walk out like your process with you and your husband being debt free? And so I said, you know, that's really interesting. I'll touch on it a little bit but not as much as I would, of course, like to. Now, we also have a debt freedom course. It's not active right now, like nobody can join. We'll be relaunching that course uh, sometime very soon. But I said, let me do a podcast because I know a lot of people that follow me and that is also new to Lanika Scott, the millionaire mom, may have heard about our testimony where God really just blessed us. But in order for him to bless us, we did have to have some things in place. And we were recently blessed to acquire our estate property for 2.6 million, all cash paid for. So let me just say that again, (laughs) 2.6 million paid for all cash. Now, some of you who are watching me, you were connected to Tiffany Montgomery, who's also a prophet who God is really using. She is a friend of mine. Tiffany and I, we met 2018. And the beginning of this year, shortly after our home was done, Tiffany came out with her family and we enjoyed dinner together. And we were just sitting there after dinner and she just whipped out her phone and she said, let me start to record. I just need to record your story. I said, well, shucks, let me record too. And so we both were recording this powerful testimony. And the testimony ended up on YouTube. And so many people were blown away by our story. But what I didn't get into with that particular testimony, because it is more so about us acquiring the property, and how even the banks had denied us a loan, not for 2.6 million, but the banks had denied us a loan for 1.3 million. After we had cash in the bank, credit was really good. And we also have other properties paid for in cash. So even during the time that I am recording this actual podcast, my husband and I, we have about nine properties, real estate properties um, worth millions, and um, they are all debt free. And so people begin to see, well, wait a minute, they're doing something right here. What is it that they're doing? And I was also reminded of that scripture in the word of God, where it says, oh, no man, nothing but to love them. That scripture can be found in Romans. And so today I wanted to share with you some of the things that we did 
to get to a point in our lives doing it God's way, also putting some principles in action that catapulted us to supernatural debt cancellation. I personally believe that you cannot have one without the other. In other words, there are some things that you still need to do in the natural that will open up the supernatural doors, that will open up heaven, that will activate the angels that will activate the miracles in your life, that will activate the things that people see as supernatural. And they're like, okay, that was God. I know that that was God. God hand is all over that. You can see, you can feel like you can taste and smell the favor, but what on God's green earth that you do also in the natural that you was able to allow you to tap into it, right? So first, let's go over just a few debt stats, right? And then also, like, I just want to give you a, a definition. Can we, can we do that? Debt definition, something that is owed, it is an obligation, a state of being under obligation to pay or repay someone or something in return for something received, a state of on. Okay. And then even as I was looking at the NAS uh, concordance under one of the Hebrew terms, uh, chub, which is Hebrew 23, 25 in the concordance, it even says debt means to be guilty, to make guilty, to even endanger. I was like, wow. And then that term slavery also was coincided. It coincided with the term debt a situational practice in which people are entrapped, the state of being bound and servitude as an instrument of labor. So when you are in debt, make no mistakes about it, you are enslaved, meaning you are trapped and you are in bondage to a system, all right? And that is even bad debt, all right? We're not talking about good debt. This, this teaching today is not about the different types of debt and it is not about good debt versus bad debt and all of that, but I just wanted to provide some spiritual bullets around this whole topic of debt freedom and also supernatural debt cancellation. But again, let's look at a few statistics. At least eight out of 10 U.S. households are in debt. Now, because this podcast is global and it is also international, I don't have the statistics for those of you living outside of the United States of America, but you can pull them up yourself to see, right? Our consumer debt has hit an all-time high here in the U.S., nearly $14 trillion. And this was at the time that I wrote these statistics down. The average household owes $6,000, and, and this is just credit card debt. I'm like, wow, just credit card debt, right? This doesn't even include mortgages and car loans and things of that nature, college loans, right? It doesn't even include that. But we are, we, there's a problem, right? There is definitely a problem. And did you know, and this is what I heard, and I ended up putting this information in my book, Supernatural Wealth Transfer in the Supernatural Debt Cancellation Chapter, which some of the information that I'm sharing with you today, and some of this is just things that we've lived over the years, like it wasn't just by yesterday that we made a decision and we got it in our mind and our mental capacity that we were going to work toward debt freedom and live a life. But when I heard this, I was on another coaching because I invested myself all the time and I was listening to another mentor and I'm not even sure what the lady's name was, but it was a mentor that she uh, had on her show. And when she talked about debt grip, 
the Latin word for mortgage means death grip. I said what? I said death grip at first. But the Latin word, did you know that mortgage is Latin? And the Latin word for mortgage, it means death grip. And when I saw that, when I heard it, I said, okay, I got to put that in the book. Like that was one of the last things that I put in my book because I said people need to know that even in Latin, different cultures, like it doesn't mind, it doesn't matter what culture you're in, people see it for what it is, right? And so debt is bondage, debt is oppression, and it holds us into captivity. And my husband, he has been calling this this for years that debt is modern day slavery. The lender controls the quality of your life. The lender makes you their servant. Each month, you have to take a portion of your income and apply it toward debt. Debt cripples your ability and causes you to have to put things you would typically be able to do, right, to put off things that you would typically be able to do. It causes stress. It affects your ability to even be creative because what, and this is not only with debt, but this is also about making money, right? Hitting that creative vein where you're free to think, you're free to focus on being creative where those ideas begin to just spring up inside of you. When you, when you are stressed, when you're worried about bills, you don't have enough, when you know, you don't have enough food in the refrigerator, right? For your children, your family to eat when you're bogged down with those types of cares of life, it begins to shut down that creative flow, right? So the same with debt, it causes a lot of stress and it holds us captive to a system that works against and not for us. Well, as believers, we know in the kingdom of God that although we are still bound by natural things and natural laws, there are some things even in the realm of the spirit in the kingdom whereby which we can also operate on a total different system. We can. And I need you to believe that even if you have not personally witnessed just yet supernatural debt freedom testimonies and seeing God move and seeing God break these chains and seeing God break things as you are also being responsible and also accountable to some natural things, right? Just like given one of the last podcasts that I recorded for those of you who are following the podcast, now, for those of you who are just so happened upon even this podcast, I've recorded another podcast about giving and how it just opened up the door supernaturally, right? Some things you just will not be able to explain. When you begin to release seeds and sow into fertile ground, the ground that God has told you to give and also sow in, there's going to be a return. There's going to be a harvest. There are going to be some things that are going to be canceled for you. But let's also just go over just a couple of um of of a bullet, right? And the first bullet that I just went under was debt is slavery, right? Let's also look at this. Debt is a part of the curse. In Deuteronomy 28 and 43, it says the alien who resides among you will ascend higher over you and you will descend lower and lower. This verse speaks of debt being higher. It is not the will of God for debt to have dominion over us. No, it is not the will of God for debt to have dominion over you. Then in Deuteronomy 28, 44 through verse 45 states, they will lend to you, but you will not lend to them. They will be the head, but you will be the tail. All of these curses will come upon you. They will pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the Lord, your God, right? 
And so the will of God for our lives is for us to have dominion, right? We will lend, right, and not borrow, okay? That's what the blessing part of it, and that's what we want to operate in. We will lend and we will not borrow. So in other words, you will be the head and not the tail. You will be above and not believe. That's what we want. So we don't want any parts of the curse. We want the part where we are on top. You are on top, right? So debt also puts you in jeopardy, right? This is another bullet. Debt puts you in jeopardy. Don't put yourself in debt on behalf of nobody else, right? My thing is, and this is something that my husband and I have been living on for years and we 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 had we just started this thing like if we can't pay for it in cash we can't get it done now also too like if we put something on a credit card make no mistakes about it we we even still have credit cards right you get points you get all kinds of benefits when it's done the right way but we you you can't put things on a card if you can't just turn around and pay for it right so even in this teaching i'm not talking about you not having a card that's not it what i'm saying right i'm just letting you know some principles whereby we were able to live to acquire the millions of dollars in the state and also continue a debt free life so don't put yourself in jeopardy do not co-sign on anyone else's debt it sounds very simple but did you know that proverbs 22 and 26 says do not be one who shakes hands and pledge or put up securities for debt. If you lack the means to pay, your very bed will be snatched from you. So in other words, what that meant is that like, say for instance, if I put my name under the payment for my daughter's car, right? Now then my name is on it and something was to happen, then they're going to be looking at me as well because my name is on it. Now, next thing you know, they're coming to get other stuff in my house, right? That's what the word of God says in Proverbs 22 and 26. So I want you all to look at that verse, right? And so we just also have to be careful about that. You don't want to be caught in a situation where your credit, your credit too, is negatively impacted due to the debt that was somebody else's responsibility. So that's also a bullet that I want to also share. But here's the good thing about it. God wants to deliver you from debt, just as he delivered the widow with oil in the Bible. It is the will of the father to deliver you. So for those of you who are listening to this podcast and you're like, you know what? It's just a lot. It's just over my head. There's a lot going on. It can be done. I want you to be encouraged to know that it will not happen overnight. It is not a thing that will happen overnight. But I do believe that we're living in a time right now where God is really wanting to show forth his favor show for his glory, show that he is still performing miracles. He, he is still pulling people out, but he also want to make sure that you're going to be responsible, that he's not going to pull somebody out and then they go right back to their bad habits, which is why you still have a mindset change. You, your mind still have to be changed in this area. So let's look a little bit at the widow, right? This woman found herself in a terrible deliverer, dilemma. She lost her obedience. But I also want you to understand that even in this dilemma, she still had natural principles and she still had to respond and be obedient for God to come in and bless her. All right. This woman found herself in a terrible dilemma. She lost her husband unexpectedly and soon found out that she had left behind debt. I mean, that he had left behind debt. 
because of the debt that was left behind, her two sons were on the verge of being forced into slavery, right? See, a lot of times when we read that story about the women oil, we do not put that part in there about she had two sons, you all, that would have been forced into slavery because back then what they would do is they would take the male children, right? And if there was a debt owed, then they had to work it off. So now, can you all imagine this? So she just lost her husband and now they was coming for her sons. That's, that's, the, that's the scripture, that's the word. In other words, they would have had to go away and work for the man in which her husband was indebted to. So not only, again, did she, lost, she would have lost her, she just had lost her husband, she would have lost the boys as well, but God stepped in. And I believe, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is gonna slip into your situation if you let him. So in 2 Kings 2, I mean, second Kings four, it says the wife of the man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that he reverenced the Lord, but now his creditor, y'all see that is coming to take away my two boys as his slaves. There it is right there. Elisha replied, some people say Elisha, right? Elisha, Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? Like what's in your hand? So I'm asking you right now, even as a kingdom multimillionaire, one grew up in poverty, one that didn't come from wealth, first generational multimillionaire, what did you have in your hand? See, back then when I started working, I had just a laptop, <laughs> in my hands and the drive to succeed, the drive to change, the drive to do more, the drive, right, to make a change for my family. He said, well, what do you have in your house? The servant um, has nothing there at all, she said, except, look, look, look. at first she said, the servant, like, I don't have nothing, wait a minute, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask just for a few. Then go, so you got to follow the specific instructions that God has given you and your family, right? This were her specific instructions, but they taught us that God super can go on the natural when you obey. Mm, that's good, right? Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons, pour oil into all of the jars. And as each is filled, put aside one, put one to the side. She left him and shut the door behind her. See, she left him, but she also followed instructions. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring, meaning she kept on pouring. She kept on pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her sons, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not a jar. Then the oil stopped flowing. So basically she had enough oil after the assignment was complete. She went and told the man of God and he said, now go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. So that was a supernatural debt cancellation. But guess what? It also fell under natural principle. She obeyed the man of God. This is some teacher notes, right? Her husband, her husband was a God-fearing man. So if you really begin to dissect this portion of the scripture, y'all, this is so good, but it is all relevant to debt cancellation, right? And I'm going to get into some things that we had to do. Her husband served the prophet, Elisha. So he was a, he was a God-fearing man. He served him. Guess what? 
I'm quite sure that there were many times when then the Bible didn't say this, but I'm a little paraphrasing. We call it pillow talk here in the night, you know, in the 2020s, right? That they probably had pillow talk about some of the things that Elijah was showing her husband. So now she listened to the prophet because her husband once listened to the prophet as well. So she humbled herself. She was obedient to the prophet's instructions who got his instructions from God, right? Prophets operating under the, the, the knowledge and the power of God. She obeyed the specific instructions and God brought the power of debt off of her life. Her sons didn't have to go into slavery but here's another thing she really when you look at this thing she went into business she was now in business when you buying and selling you're you're in business God used what she had in her possession and God wants to bless God wanted to bless her even more by allowing her to live off the rest he said sell the oil pay off your debts and live off the rest isn't that amazing the bible said there was not a jar left the prophet then said the oil stopped flowing that was supernatural because when you look at the beginning of the chapter, she said, except a small jar of olive oil, but that oil kept on flowing and it kept flowing and it kept flowing until it was enough for her to sell the jars to pay off. That is all she had. A few verses later, she kept pouring and God made sure oil continually flowed into every bottle until it was pure. Every jar of oil was filled with oil that God supernaturally provided. Remember the prophet said, don't ask for a few jars. There was a prophetic flow on the oil that God had mandated. And I believe that that was one of the reasons the prophet told her, then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. And so this miracle was done behind, behind closed doors. You better believe, though, that the community and everybody there that she was even borrowing that particular the jaws from as under the direction of the of the prophet that was led by God. They heard about it in the community. So I want you to know that debt freedom, it is possible, right? It is possible. And me and my husband, some of our principles and model is like, don't starve your way out of debt. You got to grow your way out of debt. All right. And so you got to grow your way out of debt. First, you need to do you need to put a date on it. Right. Write down all of your stuff. Right. Why is debt freedom your ultimate goal? What is your why? Your why has to be strong enough to hit the emotional points that you can answer that particular question. Identifying and connecting with your why has to be more about that than about the money that you're going to make. Your why, it taps into underlying beliefs. Like for me, one of my wives and my husbands, we just did not want to settle. They, you know, while we were doing all of that we were doing, we didn't want our children growing up in poverty. Like it hit home. Like when I was a little girl, my mom was a single mom. She did such an incredible job raising us. But there were times when I had to deal with roaches crawling on me. Who want to deal with that? I was like, I don't not want my children dealing with that. So your why has to be so strong. It has to move you. And it has to be some emotion behind it. Isn't that emotional? Like, I didn't even say that in a way where it just sound. But when you think about that thing, you're like, whoa, I don't want to deal with that. So I knew my kids didn't want to deal with that. I didn't want my children to have to deal with that. That's just uh, that's just one example there were some other things too but with when right so so what 
What is the ultimate focus of your goal? Find your focus and set up your vision of what you are trying to accomplish, whether it's 100,000, 200,000, 60,000, 500,000, whatever it is. So what, why, when, and how? So what, what is your focus and your goal? Why? Why do you want to get out of debt, right? Why do you want more in life? You are the one that have to answer that. When? Now, when we're going to put a date on it, right? So it's 2022 while I'm recording this. It could be 2024. I don't know. Whatever it is that you want to come up to. But also when you take a logical look at your debt and your income, you can predict when you'll be able to pay it off. So you can assign a date and you work toward that specific date. And as you move through the plan and reach closer to the date, you will be able to track the process that is made. Now, how? As you create the plan and develop your process, focusing on the plan and not the goal at that point, the how becomes easier. So now once you figure out like how you're going to do it. Now you need to focus once you figure out the why, why you want to do it, then the how becomes easier. So now the how, now that's where you have to shift your focus in. And so my husband and I, we also came up with a debt formula. I'm going to give it to you. This is some of the things that we also teach our debt freedom course. Um, But y'all going to get this even information right here for free. Debt, discipline, E, educate, B, believe, T, triumph. Don't worry, we're going to give it to you again. D, discipline. What does that mean? Standards of behavior, how you're working on your stuff, your vision, consistency, all of that flows into the disciplinary category. How are you disciplined right now? Meaning, how are you spending your money? What are your behaviors even right now? Because that will also determine your outcome and what you're going to also get. E, you got to educate yourself about it, right? Educate yourself about like the interest that you're under, some of the things that you're spending. Can it even be lower? Educate yourself even about debt. Look at, not looking at it will not resolve anything. Some of you right now do not even know how much you have coming in every month versus on how much is going out. We did this with some of our uh, business partners. And when I tell you that some of them were crying because they were like, oh my goodness. I didn't even realize that we didn't even have enough of money at the end of the month. That's why we struggling, right? We're not huge spenders. So then what do you got to do? You need to go out and get some more income, right? Those are natural things that you got to do. You need, somebody need to start a business, right? And you don't need a lot of capital to be able to start a business. When I first started a business before I hit millionaire status, I started my first business was like $50, right? Now, of course, I had to put some work involved to do that thing, getting up every day, calling people that was interested and joining my business, and then the company that then gave me a check, right? And then we would begin to use some of those dollars and those checks for marketing dollars, you know, th- things like that. But excuse me, you have to, you you have to know where you're at. You got to know where you're at. And you got to properly educate yourself, right? Believe. What are your beliefs even about money? What is your money story? This is something that we also have all of our clients to do. What is your money story, right? 
while you respond in the way that you respond, even about money. And, and, and I'm, these are things that me and my husband had to do, even down to the point of, because we've been married 27 years. We've been together for over 30 years. But, but even before we got married, we were shacking up. Lord forgive us back then, right? We, we knew better, but we shouldn't have done it. Line, right? Before I really got real saved, okay? But here's the thing. We were still living under the same roof. So now my upbringing and his upbringing under two different households, my mom, a single mom, he come from two parent household, right? Who still was set up in their way. So now we're coming together with our different money ideas. Who's going to do what? How it's going to be handled? How it's going to be spent? What, who's going to be? I like all of that. So then my thinking, because of how my mom did some things, right, one being example, uh, payday, payday, when payday came, that's when we got stuff, right? When, when is payday? When is payday? Right. It was always <laughs> barely getting by <laughs> with his family. It wasn't like that, although it was even tight. Right. But, so we had to adjust to those things. But those things helped to shape who we both were, but also who we were both becoming together. So what is your money story? Why are you doing what you're doing? You got to go back and revisit this stuff. And then if you're in a relationship and you're married, right? Why are you acting the way that you're acting? And why is your spouse acting the way that he is acting or she is acting about money? It all is relevant to how you both came up, right? So you got to also deal with some stuff because that will also let me know even as your podcast coach, <laughs> why are you spending the way that you're spending? Why, why are you, why are you so stingy? Right. Why are you saving the way? Why aren't you not investing? You know what I'm saying? Or why are you blowing everything? Do you like, why are you hoarding? Do, see all of those types of things will shape us, right? Why can't you even, um, release the tithe when God say do it? Why are you always thinking that the, the pastor or the preachers of the church or whoever God will have you to, um, you're the foundation. Why do, why do you got it? Why is the mentality in your mind that, oh, everybody's taking my money. You know what I'm saying? These are some things that you got to deal with because they do have a huge impact on whether you're going to get out of debt or not. These are so that all that all consists of that money story, right? Your personal beliefs, even about money. You respect the money, you disrespect the money, right? All of that entails that B part belief. D discipline, E educate, B believe, T and triumph, and T, that's what we all want, right? To celebrate our wins, to celebrate your wins as you move through the process of getting out of debt. And so that's our framework, right? Those four things is our whole framework. You will not see that in Google because Greg and Lanika Scott, we came up with ourselves as we began to talk to so many people about debt freedom and getting out of debt and, you know, getting your finances in order, right? Um, so anyway, <laughs> Now, you have to have some prep work. I didn't know that this was going to take a little longer than what it is, but it's some good teaching. So step one is about prep work, because what I wanted to do today is share with you some natural things that Greg and I did, right, to also have the supernatural release of debt where God still could put his favor even over our finances, right? So um, debt, um, so step one is about prep work. This is where you gather all of your financial information together, 
clarity is needed as you understand where you are currently are. So you have to be very honest with yourself and tell the truth. Okay. <laughs> be honest with yourself and tell the truth. Setting realistic goals is a part of this step as well. For an example, how much debt do you want to destroy? This is where you look at other areas where you can increase your earnings and income. In this step, you are combing through bank statements, going back the last six months. So this is a very painful step. All right. Because now you're coming to reality of what's been going on in your life. <laughs> How many burgers you've been drinking? How many Starbucks? Right. Look, for those of y'all who eat burgers, this ain't no knock against you. I eat burgers. Right. I had one last night. So it was on my top of my brain. How many Starbucks? Right. Do Are you just how much time? How, how are you just swiping? Right. Who do you owe? Like, so you're going back over the last six months and even, I even say 12 months too, to gain an understanding, having your, all your finances and so forth printed out. How much do you owe? Also list family and friends. Yeah. That you borrowed money from. We got to get it the people back their money. And this is something that really bothers me. And we're in a standpoint in a time right now where even that's a whole nother teacher where the Bible talks about honoring your vows. That's a vow. You said that you would give them stuff. And then even with social media, people see people out there posting all of this stuff on social media. And they're like, wait a minute, they're posting, oh, I'm just on a vacation or I'm buying a new pair of shoes. Or I'm buying a new bag or whatever it may be. And that person owes the money. It's not fair and it's not right. And the Bible even speaks to that. So go ahead on and list them, friends and family members. Ask the Holy Spirit to even remind you if you borrowed some money from someone and you've not given them back, uh, you know, honor your word. That's also something that will release the blessings. All right. Step two, discipline. Discipline is required when success in productivity productivity is the end goal. That's just anything in life, right? It includes getting out of debt. Small, consistent habits can yield huge results. I please, 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 please. We, my husband and I, we did not operate in this mindset just starting in, you know, when we became a millionaire. We didn't. I remember it was, gosh, 15 years ago, we got our tax check back. What did we do? We paid off of our truck, right? Most people, they get their tax back because they're like, "Ooh, yay, all of this money. And because we had six children, it was a whole lot of write-offs, right? Dependents. <laughs> so we, you all, we wouldn't get our tax check, which I think that one like was like 12000 It was a lot, y'all. We didn't just say, oh, we're going shopping. We're going on a shopping spree. Yay. We're going to get the baby some shoes. Maybe they got a pair of shoes. But we our focus was on debt. I remember when we hit when I first when I hit my first 15, when I hit my first five figure check in the industry that I'm a part of. Right. One of the industries that I'm a part of is direct sales industry. Right. So I started doing this as a stay at home mom because companies could send me a check if I recruited for them or if I sold products for them so that my inventory was kept low. Right. My 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 inventory, the finances was kept low. It allowed me the ability to be able to work from home so that I wouldn't have to go back to corporate America. I left corporate America in 2007. Right. But when we when we hit our first we made our first five figure check. In the home business industry, which I hit six figures a year after I had gotten off 
um, my job, we didn't go out and go shopping. We paid debt off. So that, so, so even that God was allowing us to operate in some practices then. Okay. So then when we became millionaires, we weren't, you know, just squandering the money. Okay. So I also want you all that. So, because when my coaching client asked me, well, what were some of the things that you all did? Even when we had one of our highest months ever in business, and I'm going to put my business out there, right? Because I want somebody to also know that God can take you from nothing and bless you, but you got to do right by it. In business, one of our highest months when the pandemic hit was a million dollars, right? And I'm not talking about in sales. I'm talking about capital where our partners are not, we earn a million dollar cash flow in business. I look, I thought about it maybe a month later. We didn't go and buy nothing. We could have. Now, that was during a time when we were focusing on our home, but we could have said, you know what? Let's treat ourselves to a whole vacation. Everybody fly first class. Let's go somewhere. But we didn't because, see, those are the habits that we created throughout the years that caused us to be disciplined even when the wealth comes. So you got to be disciplined with what you have right now. And if you do not have enough, baby, you got to go out and create something. Create some wealth, create some streams. There are so many things that you can do during this day and age because of the accessibility that you even have with social media to start to earn in $100 a day. That's selling four products for $25, right? Right. So, 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 so discipline, we remain disciplined when we did not have. And then when God elevated to that is a huge thing. And I'm telling you the small, consistent habits, those of which yield huge results. And those are the habits that will allow you to tap into how it's done in the kingdom. Faithful over few, I make you ruler over much. It's the same principle, even with getting out of debt. You must be disciplined to stay the course in your debt freedom journey when those attacks start to come, when stuff start breaking down, right? Those demonic spirits will harass you and even attack you, okay? In order for change to occur, you must commit to self-discipline. So will you discipline yourself long enough to get out of debt? And will you remain disciplined to stay out of debt? Like, would you remain focused? That is huge. I talked about um, education, educating yourself. This section, it highlights uh, financial information. We're not going to go into that, right, on this podcast, but what, because I just read from you a part of my book, we're not going to go into that due to time, right, but we typically perform habits, doing things without recognizing or realizing why we were doing them. Most financial decisions we make date back to our childhood, which I talked about that a little bit. Like, how do we see your pa- our parents spend money or our grandparents? How did we see them handle money? How did they respond to money? That's where I talked about the money story just a few minutes ago. For those of you who are going through this podcast with the focuses on also getting debt, then I want you to review your money story. I want you to sit down. I want you to think about it, right? You got to. And then also, do you really believe that you can get out of debt? See, I always believed I was going to be a millionaire, even when I was on food stamps. Okay. I always had that belief. So the belief part is absolutely huge, right? You got to see it before you can see it. 
One of the things that we often tell our clients is wealth is your birthright. You have a right to live a life of abundance and natural freedom without the stress and strain of constantly worrying about your finances. And so those are things that we did over the years, prioritizing your debt, taking a snapshot of your finances, creating your plan, right? Where are you right now? Are you above water? Financially is the quickest path um, to, to debt freedom because you will have disposable income to invest in your debt freedom. Above water means that you are above, meaning you have money left over at the end of the month. Sea level, are you at sea level? Okay, that's right there, right? You ain't got nothing. I mean, you you, you got just a little bit drowning, okay? Because we have three different um, scenarios that we talk about. One is above water. Two, sea level. Three, drowning, all right? That's meaning you need some help as soon as possible. You need to start generating some money, even a part-time job, Uber, Instacart, right? Sometimes we don't want to do it, but you got to do some things that you are uncomfortable until you can get what you want to get. But then also in the kingdom with seeking God, God, one of the things that God had told me here recently, you all, and I pray the same on the once and over your life. He had told me, he said, I'm going to make things easier for you. So you're going to be working, but it's going to be a little ease for you. But I also believe you all that that had much to do with how I handle other things, right? And responsibility. But anyway, look at if you are above water, that means you have disposable income to invest and to get back to your debt freedom. Sea level, right? An additional $500 a month can go a long way and change the trajectory of even a household, um, but then all drowning. If you're drowning, you got to get some stuff done, like very fast. If you are above water, you're able to save and invest. If you are sea level, you have just enough like to maintain. You have a little bit more so you can invest. And then if you're drowning, you have more month than money, which a lot of people are at that point. And so what I want you to do is I want you to create some wins, small wins. And that's when you're focusing on paying one debt at a time, it allows you to create wins. And as you go along, your wins will cause you to be more apt to pushing through and even knocking off more debt. Cause you're like, whoa, that felt good. Let's do it some more. You know, let's do some more. Let's do it over again. And then when you look up, you're like, good gracious. Because what happens is the wins become addictive and are so freeing. In other words, you will want to keep doing them over and over again. Okay. Isn't it also consistency is everything. Most of the millionaires you see me or hear, um, about their first, first generation of millionaires. In other words, their wealth was not handed to them. Okay. 80% of millionaires, their first generation. So why do I say that? Because if that high number of millionaires are that, then it also teach you that success is created in the things of the mundane. Like they had to operate in some consistent practice along the way that allowed them to get there. The same hold true with debt. The same hold true for debt is often the very things that the average person doesn't want to do that the millionaires have done over and over again. And that is the same thing with debt. Whereby why one family 
is in debt. They having the same amount coming in, but then the other family is getting out of our debt because th that one family said, all right, we're going to do some things that's going to be uncomfortable for six months, 12 months, 24 months, two years or whatever to do it, right? So, um, so we, we, we have this statement, six months of sacrifice can produce a lifetime of freedom. And the reason why we came up with this, beloved, is because when we went on our launch for our business that would catapult us to multimillionaire status, we sacrificed so much for six months. And I'm talking about hours we put in, work we put in, just time. But it really changed the trajectory of our life. So I want you to be present. I want you to also understand this too. Your emotions are valid and they are also normal. Um, and what do I mean by that? You're going to have some anxiety when you look at those bank statements. Frustration. You're going to be a little frustrated. It can be a little stressful when you're calculating the money. And then also you may have gone through some life-changing situations, divorce, illness, right? A job loss, disability, and even losing a loved one. It could have been your spouse. And if it was your spouse, I'm so sorry, but let me, let me please be encouraged. God can pull you out. You also may have to deal with some trauma that's also associated with the debt because how the debt was created, right? We all have different stories, but if you focus on the plan and I'm telling you, find an accountability partner, forgive your self, start visualizing it, start even dreaming, start to see yourself out of debt. Even as I'm talking, I'm feeling some change breaking, start to dream, start to see yourself, right? Things will shift and things will turn around. And just as the women, right, that was in the Bible, the widow women with the oil and God came in there and he did some things, then you do it, Right. I want you to use cash more so than those credit cards. Stop all of that swiping, right? Put the credit cards on up. If you cannot afford to pay for something in cash, then truly you cannot afford it, right? All right. I want you to start by tracking your, 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 your money. You got to also see what you don't need right now. Can you cut some cable off, right? I, I'm, I'm being real, right? We, we say cable. Now we got all kinds of different types of stuff on TV. Um, but cut some things. Is it food? We eat too much. One thing that we looked at is even our um, grocery bill. We just eat too much. Declutter your house, sell some things. Okay. <laughs> and you look, that's going to even make you feel better. Anyway, always count the cost, right? Also don't, don't, don't borrow no more money right now. Like don't borrow, don't, don't like, don't add to your debt. Don't add to it. And let me just leave you with a few scriptures today. Oh, don't man nothing but to love them. Love one another. I shared this in the beginning of the podcast in Romans 13 and 8. It said, for he that love one another have a feel the law. Okay. Oh, don't man nothing but to love them. And then there's a scripture in Matthew 6 and 12 that says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I do hope that you enjoy this teaching on debt freedom supernatural debt cancellation. I am a living witness that God can bring you out. But, um, what is that scripture? Faithful over few, I'll make you ruler over much. And if you would like to work 
closely, personally with Lanika Scott. I have a group coaching plan right now. It is only $27 a month. We focus on inner healing deliverance because I also believe that wealth cannot be generated until we break some stuff up in the spirit. What happens in the natural realm is a direct result of what's going on in the realm of the spirit. We talk about breaking generational curses, breakthrough in business, cultivating like your um, spiritual discipline. What is God having you to birth, right? Overcoming all kinds of barriers and also blockages. If you would like to join my coaching, you can do that at Lanika Scott.com slash inner circle. So it's my first and last name at Lanika Scott, my first and last name.com inner circle. So again, www.lanika Scott.com slash inner circle. Also follow me on all platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at my first and my last name. I pray that you would share the podcast with someone as it has blessed you today. Until next time, Lanika Scott, the millionaire mom. Thank you for listening to the Faith, Family, and Finances podcast with Lanika Scott, the millionaire mom. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show at Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more, please visit me at www.lanikascott.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, God bless. Millionaire.